Recorded live at 4 Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, you are listening to Zed Games and with me in the studio tonight is... Maylee. And... I'm not in the studio. Well, can you give us a name? <laughs> Toby, oh, I'm you. here. And... <laughs> oh, jeez, Ronnie, you just rushed Holy. in here. You phased <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> up. Where did um, you come from? Are you perhaps escaping from the city? Uh, yeah. Yeah, nice, mm. awesome. Are you escaping from anything else? Um, look, we don't have time to unpack all that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right, we've got quite a lot of stuff lined up for you folks at home. Um, we've got the weekend gaming news, of course. Yeah. Um, that's Yay. a staple, that's our bread and butter. Um, and we've also got a couple of reviews tonight, um, which I'm pretty keen to hear about. And I'm also pretty keen to hear about the news because mm-hmm. stuff's happening. Oh my gosh, so much. So much. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, just hop so right into it and you all will, yeah, yeah. Let's Enjoy. listen to some news. This week in gaming news. D&D OGL goes boom, more damned Activision Blizzard shenanigans, and doors close on Google Stadia. D&D OGL update aftermath. In the aftermath of the open game license 2.0 leak, Wizards of the Coast have struggled to claw back their fanbase as D&D Beyond servers suffer under the load of mass subscription cancellations. Additionally, several big third-party publishers who would have been affected by the new royalty system have tabled their intention to either jump ship or create their own licensing system. Cobalt Press teased Project Black Flag. Matt Koval's MCDM Productions is working on both a new open game license as well as a new tabletop RPG, and Paizo slash Pathfinder is looking to collaborate on an open RPG license. In response, a statement was released insisting it was never our intent to impact the vast majority of the community. They also tried to clarify, stating that any future revisions will not include the license back provision that some people were afraid was a means for us to steal work. That thought never crossed our minds. Activision Blizzard, when will it end? As the saga continues, here's the current headlines coming out of the company that can't stop making waves. Activision Blizzard has refused to acknowledge the union that formed late last December. Management at Proletariat Studios issued the statement that leadership has always been pro-worker, and that employees deserve some time to process and better understand its potential impacts. The Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger that was announced in January 22 has had new challenges, with the European Union filing an antitrust challenge, and Google Parent Alphabet Incorporated and NVIDIA are filing for unfair advantages in the gaming market. These join other objections placed with the US Federal Trade Commission to be investigated by the Competition and Markets Authority and finalised in April. In some hearsay arguments, Activision Blizzard claims that it was NetEase that rejected the six-month extension of the partnership. Various sources cite irreconcilable differences, including NetEase president referring to an Activision Blizzard executive as a jerk. Because of these, after January 23rd, several titles will no longer be accessible in China, most notably World of Warcraft, Diablo 3, Starcraft, and Overwatch 2. 
Doors close on Stadia. As the curtains close on the experiment that was Google Stadia, refunds have been processed for everything but pro subscriptions. But payments were also paused the day shutdown was announced. But what about all that hardware you don't have? Well, if you did manage to get the controller, Google has pushed a self-serve tool to enable Bluetooth connections with the gamepads, meaning your Stadia gamepad may be obsolete, but at least you can still use it on the hardware you didn't get because you used Stadia. Oh, remember that guy who had over 6,000 hours in Red Dead Online on the Stadia who was pleading for a character transfer? Well, not only did Rockstar organise a transfer, he also got a gift box from the company. Unfortunately, Rockstar has announced that they will no longer be releasing any major content for Red Dead Online, instead focusing on the upcoming GTA 6. And finally, a moment for the death of Google Stadia. And now for some upcoming games. On Friday, January 20th, the next instalment in the series of Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Engages, and its Wave 1 DLC are coming to Switch. And World War 1 Horror Survival Trenches emerges from the Steam Early Access onto PlayStation, Xbox, and the Switch. On Tuesday 24th, the RAM-hungry RPG fantasy shooter Forspoken is coming to PC and PS5, and deck-building and strategy board game mashup Mahokenshi comes to PC. And on Thursday, January 26th, for that nostalgia hit, Wonderboy Anniversary Collection is coming to PlayStation and the Switch. The strange Hitman World of Assassination hodgepodge that collects Hitman 1 to 3, as well as Hitman 3 Freelancer Mode, are all coming to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And Fight the Nightmares of a Girl in the Twin Sticks Shooter Never Wake coming to PlayStation and Switch. And that's all this week in Gaming News. Thank you very much for that week. In gaming news, um, I'm sorry. I wanted to put a little bit. I wanted to put the same amount of sauce on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, kinda. Okay, so I just want to say, does any of us have a sta- Did any of us have a stadium? No. No. Okay. No. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I figured that like we didn't care about, but um. No. Sucks to be that guy who has six oh. six thousand hours, which is two hundred and fifty days. 250 days. Mm. That, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, no. but that's if you're doing, if you're playing 24 hours of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, it's like, so I like, feel like 6,000 hours, it's like, that's a lot of hours. I can't yeah. quantify that. 250 days. Yeah. That's most of a year yeah. of solid, just like a marathon, which is probably, which is, yeah, definitely yeah, spread out. Yeah, I reckon he was probably playing like every day, like eight hours a day, yeah. right? So, so it's like. It'd be like like two and a half years or something, I think. My Mm. hips feel bad thinking about it. Yeah, my back already hurts and my (laughs) eyes are dry. (laughs) Um, Moving on. Mm. D&D. Yes. It's bad. It's it's bad. Bad. (laughs) Uh, I've never really seen... I Look, if there's one thing I know about fans of Dungeons & Dragons is that they freaking really love it so much. It's grab onto it uh, with a little claws and don't let it go to the point where people don't really like exploring other systems because D&D is so familiar it's so it is absolutely amazing to me that they managed to just um ruin yeah all that mm-hmm. they, they they didn't have to do much to just keep going in the direction they were going yeah. and th- they didn't have to they could have done good things and improved but they could have just let it keep going yeah um i'm not convinced this will ruin them um 
Yeah. Big well, like, bought that. Well, they were yeah. only bought only a small per- small time ago by Hasbro. So it's just I, I I have a feeling it's it's money money grubbing up up high. But that's my two cents. I I mean I I would agree, but also I I think I also agree. Sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Radio, it's a visual medium. I don't need to talk. Um, is just that, yeah, it, it's, I mean, we've seen it time and again. Like, look, th- big things like this can make a mess up, and then people will still be loyal because they've been loyal for so long. And even I'm guilty of it, like staying yeah. with something that is familiar because it's familiar and because people are on it. Like, I mean, we all have that game that, like, we keep coming back to, even if it's not really fun. Or it's just so much trouble or time yeah. or stress. Like, uh, Destiny 2? <laughs> hey. Or like a, a <laughs> platform. I've left that behind me. Like, <laughs> yeah, or a platform that we're familiar with that maybe doesn't align with our values. Like <clears throat> Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it's familiar and like you just, yeah. you know, and, and it's the same with Goodreads, but they're owned by the same person. So. Yeah. I do want to say, though, that um, there are a lot of really, really good great a variety of other systems out there that isn't D. there are so yep. many different types that are best better suited to quite a lot of ideas that people have out there for their campaigns well, maybe we can do a D D alternative episode yeah you know Let's i think we that. did talk about that in the past about a little bit about other systems but, but there's so we can there's do so many top 10 list every week and yeah. we run out there's yeah. so many it's that's no exaggeration um mm-hmm. it's just tabletop go play have fun there's <laughs> just so many things out there i think a large portion of the people that will be leaving the system are the people who are forced to leave who are the creators mm. and mm. because they will have a disproportionately smaller um, audience in whichever game they choose, even if they choose Pathfinder, which is D&D's biggest competitor, yeah. um, mm-hmm. they're going to have less people to buy their products, so they're going to suffer. So even if you want to stay with D&D, maybe branch out and explore other games too to see that amazing yeah. work. That is what makes D&D so special. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of creativity. Aww. It's one of the best things about this community. Um, and just like, just go. Go out there. Explore. Or have else. fun. Or else. Yes. Or else, maybe threatening you. Next up, we got a review by our very own Paul um, for A Space for the Unbound. A Space for the Unbound is the latest game by my favourite Indonesian developer. How many Indonesian developers do I know, I hear you ask? Well, I know two, and they both worked on this. Mojikan Studio, makers of When the Past Was Around, Divination, and She and the Lightbearer, among others, and Togi Productions, the developer come publisher responsible for Coffee Talk, this project has been a long time coming, starting around eight years ago, and recently won a future game award at Tokyo Game Show which was quite the highlight as it was the only indie game represented and was being held up against heavy hitters like Street Fighter VI, Final Fantasy XVI, and Like a Dragon, Asian. My interest was peaked and my expectations high. So how did the game fare? In a space for the unbound, you play Atma, an Indonesian teenager living in a rural town in the 90s. The game focuses on the relationship with your girlfriend, Rhea. 
Whilst the tone is very much that of everyday life, it also quickly goes a bit of a life is strange fruit as both you and Rhea possess magical abilities. Yours being the ability to space dive into people's minds. It's riding a line between adventure game and visual novel, with its 2D side-scrolling presentation and story-driven nature, but does it stick a landing? The game begins with a short prologue chapter which is also available as a demo, which sets the scene. My first few hours with the game were… disappointing. The characterization seemed quite shallow and honestly, pretty much a whole chapter is about baking a cake. This was Mario 64 level storytelling. I also could tell from the radars collecting things I must have been significantly through the game. Well you know what they say about those who assume. I will stand by that the game has a very slow and not overly compelling start, but I was wrong about the game's length though. Turns out because the game takes place in a small town, you can find a lot of things quite early and it's not indicative of progress. Also the story is surprising. Whilst I knew where some of the darker themes would be going due to the content warning at the start, I wasn't quite ready for the level of fantasy, surrealism and absurdity I would encounter. Once I was playing a basic Phoenix Wright scenario in a court of ducks, well, all bets were off. Gameplay wise, it's a bit flat. Mostly walking back and forth between locations, collecting the next item, and most of the time the game just tells you what to do. I'd say it didn't stop directing me explicitly until near the end. Other than that, you've got basic conversation prompts and a bunch of mini-games which are mostly fun. There's a basic fighting game mini-game, which aims to emulate pushing button combinations for moves, and they use the same system for a few other things. A few puzzles here, and some surprisingly fun quizzes. Just solid content that doesn't really tax you, but it's pleasant to do. I know I'm not painting an overall positive picture, but there's a lot to like here. Firstly, the game's pixel art is gorgeous, taking a pixelated anime look at the locales and people of 1990s Indonesia. Great animation and some really fun designs as things get weird. The music really stands out and helps paint a picture of the place. As the game does not contain voice work, other sounds become very important in getting the tone across. But the real achievement here is story. I don't even mean the writing. The writing is fine, but the prose on offer here isn't exactly Disco Elysium. The story and how it unfolds though? It got its hooks in me, and I had to see it through. Who doesn't want a down-to-earth, time-travelling Indonesian psychonauts anime melodrama about the nature of reality self and soul-crushing tragedy? The ending did get a couple of tears out of me, but as covered in earlier reviews, I am a soft touch. Overall pacing-wise felt a bit drawn out, and parts of the script could have done with some editing. This is a common complaint of mine with the genre however, so take that as you will. Some of the later puzzles are a bit strange too. When the story is getting emotional, it felt unnecessary to stop the action for a puzzle which, as I covered earlier, mostly involves running back and forth. Oh, and when approaching the climax, there's just some algebra for a puzzle. They could probably cut that out. That said, the climax is pretty wild. It gets big and fantastic and then small and real. It deals with trauma in a thoughtful way, not providing simple fixes, but pathways for progress. Oh, and did I mention cats? It's a game about cats. There are important story characters who are cats, but also there's just a bunch of cats lying around the world you can pet and name. There is a dog, and as a dog person I feel a little underserved, but the cats are well covered. You'll never find yourself far from a cat. A Space for the Unbound is beautiful in its presentation, and as a story it's hugely successful at delivering an intriguing tale with an emotional punch, even if I felt it was a little overwritten. I thought I was about to hit the end several times before I saw credits. Gameplay-wise, it elevates itself over most visual novels, but isn't overly ambitious as an adventure game, with the majority of tasks being busy work. There are a lot of cats though. 
A Space for the Unbound is available on Switch, PC, and on PlayStation and Xbox platforms. I played the game on Switch with code provided by the publisher. So you're listening to Zed Games, is that it? You're listening to Zed Games. You're listening to Zed Games. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Oh no, it is time for a review, but real quick, real I have quick. Total insecurity. Oh that's okay. Um I will be your security. You sound guard. so genuinely comforting and not intimidating at all. What? I'm about to go into uh, a review, and you're tra- telling me that my bedside manner is intimidating. As you stare into my eyes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, looks a little bit threatening, like a little bit scary. Just, yeah, I, okay, I apologise. Um, if, if I'm never on air again, you guys know who to no. look at. What are you about to review? I'm about to review The Fridge is Red. You might not want to look at it. Is this a horror? It is a horror game. You oh, might. so you're like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're very on brand, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Um, hang on, let me just... Uh, assumption to say that everyone here is familiar with nightmares yes yes we've all had those awful dreams where we're running through a twisted hallway feeling as if the air is made out of molasses nightmares where our teeth crumble in our mouth hopefully you're able to wake how do you know my dreams (laughs) (laughs) and that fear is suddenly distant and abstract but you're still shaken up unnerved unsettled Perhaps definitely you're unsettled. Of the effect of liminal spaces. Oh, hey, isn't that a show on this radio <laughs> station? Do you recall walking through the hallways of your school wall after school has ended and no spaces that are normally bustling with frantic energy are now quiet, empty, waiting? Have you come out of the cinemas after closing time for the shopping centre and felt an almost surreal loneliness? In both nightmares and liminal spaces, there is an expectation, a tense preparedness for something to happen. Perhaps it is creeping up on you. Perhaps it is right around the corner. Or maybe nothing will come at all. The Fridge is Red is all these experiences, and a fair bit more, wrapped up in a blocky, retro-ish art style with the added flair looking like it's been recorded on a VCR tape. With the touch of static that cathode TVs had back then. It amplifies these feelings of something out of place as the effect triggers a sense of nostalgia, but now as a twisted salt to enhance the awful anticipation this game invokes. The Fridge's Red is broken up into six episodes, each with a distinctive theme and mechanic system that the episode revolves around. The very first episode has you locked in a staring contest, but in order to progress, you need to be curious about your environment. Another episode is a type of scavenger hunt taking place in a hospital, with the prize being able to see your wife in the oncology unit. On the one hand, that episode was pretty funny because it almost felt like a parody of how hospitals are run. But also it was pretty rough because it did actually feel like how hospitals are run. Including Zara's bad bedside manner. 
Oi. <laughs> Oi. You're given vague information, unhelpful comments, confusing directions in a space where every time you blink, it feels like the room's orientation has changed. Each episode has a series of puzzles and tasks you need to complete. And you're rewarded for digging around and looking out for small details. To go into more detail would only give away some of the solutions. But if you've ever taken part in an escape room or another professionally organized puzzle game, the presentation and solution of the theme and the puzzles follows a similar progression, building up on that theme throughout the episode. However, this is a horror game, and the horror themes are present throughout the entire game. Who would have guessed? Shadowy forms in the distance that scream at you if you look at it for too long. A button popping off the elevator button, and you're met with an eye staring back at you. Dark hallways and rooms where you sort of brace yourself when you turn on the light, expecting something. Disembodied hands, waiting in line, blood dripping down walls, every single task prolonging the time you have to spend in these hallways, following muffled, garbled directions. Muffled, garbage, garbled directions <laughs> are an auditory choice that I have to agree with. It adds to the dreamlike surrealness of this game. Information isn't lost as the game uses subtitles and will state your current task in the top left corner. You have to figure out how to complete your task, but the game makes it tricky with eerie noises, sudden distant screams, or even something as subtle and terrifying as the sound the elevator makes when it continues to speed up. It's very tense, and I couldn't decide whether it's too much noise or not enough noise. It kept me in an expectant balance. The Fridge is Red is a scary game. It's pretty spooky, eerie, nostalgic, and the titular fridge is a common theme. I was terrified, and I haven't actually finished a game. But I am considering starting over now that I feel like I processed some of the earlier episodes and I can appreciate it more. There seems to be a united story and theme besides the fridge, of course, and I feel that with my initial scaredy catness, I might have missed some details beyond what was required to solve the puzzles. It's not a long game for a less jumpy type. It's supposed to take around two hours to play through all the episodes. Although I'm at three hours and I'm at episode four, so your playtime might vary. There were a couple of jump scares, which I felt were restrained in their placements. They were a shock, of course, but they're at a point and in a manner where they could be avoided or expected. And with all the build-up this game creates, there has to be some payoff. So that depends on your jump scare policy. Um, and that's my very spooky, spooky tale about The Fridge is Red, which is... I'm spooked. It's available on Steam right now, um, if you want to check it out. It's the fridge really freaked me out. I gotta be honest. Um, it freaks me out too, especially when you open it and it's empty. Yeah. Do you think this game is too strong for people who don't consume a lot of horror? I. Hmm, okay, so I would say it is definitely on the side of like being a bit too strong. There are. It's not like. Um, as intense as, say, Amnesia would be, or as hectic as Alien, for example. Mm -hmm. um, the way that this game is set out, it's like 
the fear comes from the space that you're in and the environment that is created. There are a few events that are like, ah, um, but it's kind of like, <laughs> that didn't even scare me. That wasn't that scary. Um, never mind that my hands are shaking. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, I like horror games. I'm also very scared of them. And I still manage to get through because I'm quite curious about what's going on. Is it you like horror games the same way I really like survival games, but I'm terrible at them? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even, I don't think I'm actually bad at horror games. I'm just too scared <laughs> <laughs> to move. Um, so, I guess it just depends on your own personal tolerance. Uh, it's not a long game. No. Um, it is for me, but it's not a long game. So, you know. If you're feeling feeling like you're in maybe need I'll a give it spook. a go. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll give it a go because I like to laugh at horror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on okay. Well, <laughs> hmm. If you and then right. I and then I cry myself to sleep oh. like at night when I'm like scared yeah. because I've been playing a horror game or watching horror movies. You know what I like to do yeah. after um, horror games or horror movies? I like to watch um, cafe videos where they're making like fancy drinks and stuff because nothing spooky ever happens in a cafe like can you imagine something scary happening at starbucks uh no. i mean i could but it's fine yeah i mean like for <laughs> customers obviously but uh i can't imagine i don't know demons crawling out of the walls i usually i usually like to put on like a good old comfort rom-com oh that's also a good option like 10 things i hate about you or oh there's a those are classics. Yeah. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Zed Games. Um, I'm Zara, and with me in the studio tonight is mainly Rani and Toby. Toby, can I get a mm-hmm. hello? Thank you. Hi. Um, <laughs> He's still there. Yeah, just to make sure. It's always... I'm, I'm still here. It's a remote studio. It's like, you know when you have like a Skype call? Does Do you remember the Skype days? No. Yeah. Oh, you I know do. what I did find no, I one do. day? I had to open Skype up for a meeting. I found all of the like Skype calls I had to do with people before Discord existed. <gasps> yeah. Wow. I was like, wait, I had a Skype call with this friend and that friend? I, what? What were we playing? Probably League. Probably. Um, like, I was just playing Minecraft back then in the Skype era. Um, oh, Minecraft God. and Portal 2. That <laughs> was that was everything. So you need. Yeah. Team speak. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see you. Back I'm in old. the day, back in the day, we had to use Skype. What, what a world we live in now. Oh, can you? I just, everyone, do you remember like the ringing theme? Do Yes. Yeah. Just like, I hated it so much. Sorry, did I kick a foot? Yes. What about the vent? Okay. That was it. That was the vent. Oh no. Okay. What? Um, nothing. I'm going back. I'm going back. Um. Anyway, oh jeez. Does anyone else remember Messenger? Uh, MSN. MSN. I didn't really have MSN. Oh, uh, I had MSN. I loved MSN. I my I had I Yahoo. had friends. Yeah, <laughs> I had Yahoo. I had friends that had MSN, but ICQ. I had Yahoo. How? Wh- uh, why IRC. is like the youngest and then and the oldest <laughs> having like similar experiences? What is going because on here? Yahoo transcended generations. Yahoo was I like the guess. original Tumblr. Yeah. It, wow. it, it, isn't that MySpace? Uh, mm, it w- well, no, this was before MySpace. You had Yahoo Groups yeah, and you could chat true. in those. Uh, 
See, I wasn't allowed to have MySpace. See, my mom used Yahoo, so and I was too mm-hmm. cool. So. Oh, my mom used Yahoo, and that's why I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to use whatever my mom was using. You know, I was like, "There's cooler browsers out there, mom. Have you ever but heard also of Google?" This, this girl that I went to school with that I thought was really cool had Yahoo, so you know. Oh, I mean, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. IRC chat would have been cooler. And you can make your little avatar. Custom colors. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like. And oh, also, I like to look on Yahoo Answers. Who doesn't love to look? Yahoo on? Answers was <laughs> so good. Does it still exist? No, I don't think it got no. shut down. Oh, uh, which is actually tragic. Oh, it's I think just it's now like, the the equivalent is Quora or yeah. something like that. Oh, it's not the same. It's yeah, not the Quora same. Quora is so much worse. Quora's not as I, I never understand what's going on on that website. The layout's so weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, like um. Uh, yeah, who had like you? you we what? had like, are you <laughs> pregnant? Yeah, am I impregnant? Am, am I pregnant? Here's one: How is baby B formed? <laughs> how is baby B formed? How girl get pregnant? We just don't get. We just don't get stuff like or that. Or like anymore. all the like Yahoo answers <sighs> are like, "Am I impregnant?" <laughs> You're like, well, "Am I pregnant?" I always remember that one pregnant. reply. That one answer that was kind of like. <sighs> Something, oh something, something, yada, 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 source, mm-hmm. just trust me. Yeah. <laughs> oh I had a conversation with a seven-year-old about about how a, a noob was a beginner oh. and how a hacker was better than a, a legend at the game. And <laughs> oh, I think we have to yeah. have this conversation with young kids about just just balancing the field when it comes down to a noob is not a beginner. A noob is somebody who is like not doing well. Well, it comes and from needs the help. Word newbie. But yeah. yeah. Also, but there's a negative connotation. But yeah, yeah. Like there's an insult to yeah, it. Yeah, it's an insult. Like you don't kind of go when you, someone's new. You're like, oh, you're a newbie. Yeah, but um, if they're but like playing a veteran bad. and they're bad, you call them a noob. Yeah, because like, they're what playing are you, like a newbie, but they should be better than that. Yeah. Yahoo Answers is what Ask Reddit is. That's what. That's oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh my god! Now. Gosh. Oh my god! You're right. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like came to that conclusion. And I was like, oh my god! Oh my god! Um, oh. It is. So that's what the kids know. It's Ask mother. Reddit. I guess. Yeah. I guess Ask Reddit is the next evolution of it. Um, I don't know. It's just not. I mean, that explains why eighty percent of the questions are like related to sex. So. Oh yeah. 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 Aren't we meant to be talking about Games. TV shows? I don't TV know. Reddit is we can talk Reddit, about Reddit, Reddit is an online toys? community that <laughs> TV shows co- <laughs> collectible toys. What, what about TV What's shows? Show you about? Think of um, <laughs> oh, show, oh my gosh, the show I'm so sorry. Zed I forgot. Zed something. Games. The best in gaming news Games. reviews and community and community culture, yeah, and culture. But reddit this is, culture. is this is history this is history yeah team speak skype msn Yahoo you know, answers these were all like you used to be able to ask like how to fix like like how to get through games and stuff in yahoo answers you'd only ever get mean responses but <laughs> yeah I mean, but you, you could, could ask, ask. <laughs> yeah you could ask it was an option that was available to you uh, oh geez. it's like asking a big brother yeah exactly. uh, okay everyone <laughs> Everybody, everybody, everybody! Real quick, real quick, because mm-hmm. uh, this is this is a game show. Uh, what this have is you a game be- show. What have you been playing recently? Go, 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 go! Melee, grounded, Ronnie, Halo, Toby, Pokemon. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I 
I'm about to start playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Ooh, exciting. Yes. I'm very you send me a message. I want to play with you. Do okay. You, do you have anything um, planned for future playing, Maylee? Um, I have a bunch of things that I picked up over Christmas that I haven't been able to play because I was moving house. Right. So oh, yeah, gonna, you moved house. I got lots. Oh, very exciting. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to playing Madagascar for the PS2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've, I've also been playing Raptor Boyfriend, a high school <laughs> roommate. Oh, what Just a variety in, like, of games. little 15-minute bits. Yeah, how'd I go Halo, Tiny Tina, Raptor Boyfriend? I mean, look, that's just the way it goes. Dating um, Sims. <gasps> Hooked on You. I need to finish Hooked on You. Ooh. It's the Dead by Daylight dating sim. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. I yeah. got halfway through and then I had to stop. Oh, why? Because it was just like... Because I was moving. Why? Because your dating life wasn't going well in the sim? No, I already nailed it. Nailed oh, it yeah. in the first go. No, nice. I got the dream boy. Oh, who? who I wish. Who's I don't want to say I'm a shit. Are you sh- <laughs> You're telling me off air. You're telling me off air, okay? Out of the options, it was clearly the best option. Okay, okay, all right. Oh, oh, it's available Everybody to send me. in your theories as to who <laughs> Maylee might be <laughs> Please, message in now. <laughs> um, but we actually, we are actually coming up to the end of the night for us, which is happens so all the time. Every week, every, every week, week we get to this point, and I get sad, and I wasn't even meant to be on this week. I just <laughs> you came through the walls. Up in here, like I, like I was like literally like Ronnie's gonna have a break this week, and then you just, I just waved through the window. You're like, come in, no break. Like, yes, only Z games. Only Z games. No, I needed the um, except for it now. It's actually the end of Z games for tonight. Only I'm breaks, sad. no Z games. <laughs> I'm sad. Um, to play oh, us out. Z games. And with that, everybody. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZED Games AU. See, See you next time. time.